Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, you're listening to the Five Minute Talk Show with Phil Iazetta. We're bringing you today's best comedy and entertainment personalities. Now, your host, Phil Iazetta. Joining us on the Five Minute Talk Show hotline on the Believe Podcast Network is a gentleman who is the owner of not one, not two, but three CMA Awards. He's a DJ. He's also a stand-up comic. Steve Mudflap McGrew. How are you, buddy? I am great, and thanks for having me on the podcast. Now, you know, I never really got into it. Uh, Where did the CMA Awards come from? Because I know you're not a singer. No, they are for best morning radio personality for a country country radio. Oh, so three years you won that? Yeah, three years. Uh, you're Look only allowed you. to win it. You're only allowed to win it every other year. So it was uh, it was three years in a row, but it still took six years to get it. Wow. Now that's a big, that's a pretty big deal because that's I think when country music actually meant something. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you're so right. Before it turned to this this bro crap. You know, I'm sorry. Up. I'm sorry. I don't mean to insult anyone, but like a lot of these guys with their with their chiclet looking teeth and their hair. <laughs> I don't know if they want to be Elvis or if they want to be country singers. Don't they know country singers aren't supposed to be pretty? They're not supposed to be, don't they remember Johnny Paycheck and and Merle Haggard and the word Haggard is in it. <laughs> I mean, what is going on? Hey, you being a country music fan, you've won three CMAs. Can't you talk to somebody? Can't you talk to the guy who runs country music and say, what is going on? Shake somebody. Because this Florida Georgia line, this, uh, you know, Luke Bryan, I don't know if it's insulting, but this guy, I watch him on TV and I'm like, oh my goodness, does this guy want to be Elvis or a country singer? Yeah, I always want to go, hey, Luke Bryan, your sister called. She wants her blingy pants back. <laughs> so now you got to interact with these guys, though, didn't you? Did you did you ever think, well, maybe I can save country music if I just lay it out on, on the line and say, look, look at the guys before you. Show them an album cover, Steve, and say tr- this is what I, you're supposed to look like. I tried that. I even talked to, at, at one point when I was still in the air, I talked to... Um, a uh, little big town because everybody started doing these covers of pop tunes. They weren't right. doing country music like it is now, but they were they were trying to cover somebody's songs on a, like a video. And I go, how come you guys don't cover like some of the old country tunes to kind of enlighten new listeners? And they like right. ha 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 laugh laugh. And I go, no, I'm serious. I mean, I think you guys should be covering old tunes to turn on new listeners. You know, but. You know, I think that's a great idea. Not only that, it would kind of bridge that gap because if you were in a time machine and you left, let's say, 1960 country music, right? And and you you came to today and you said, oh my goodness, you know, I or I've been in a coma for 30 years, 40 years. What's going on in country music? And you pop in a country music CD, it it doesn't it doesn't sound like country. It's not what it's not defined by what country music used to be. It's not just a look either. You know, I was always surprised, speaking of look, I was surprised that that country uh, uh, like hat makers and boot makers and country stores didn't get together with Nashville and go, hey, you are screwing it up for us. You know, <laughs> right. none of your guys wear hats and boots anymore. 
you know. Well, no, that's that's the thing. Country music to me when I was growing up, it, you know, when men were men kind of deal, it was like something you could always go to. And now, just like everything else, even comedy, Steve, it's been watered down. Now, I know you and I know you well and I know you're the farthest thing from from controversial. But when people in this climate attack you what does it make you feel like not just as a comic but as a man because we grew up you know kind of i'm guessing the same upbringing where you have respect for people and you respect people's opinions these days you can't even have an opinion if it's not with the masses yeah no i i agree i i was shocked to find out that a a couple of uh, as you know a couple of big clubs and club owners said no we can't have you at the club because you're a trump supporter and I'm like, yeah, but I don't even do politics in my act. I don't. They were like, well, I'm just not comfortable having you around the club. Well, what? Like what? Like Trump supporters are like mass murderers or something. And it was it's just weird that you're not judged on your whether you can make a, a room get on their feet for a standing ovation or who you voted for. It's 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 horrible, really. Well, no, it, it goes even beyond that, because if you're proud, you know, that's one thing about country music. It, Every single person that I've ever seen, ever been to a show, it's a great amount of pride for this country. And it, it transfers over, if you're in that country music lifestyle, generally speaking, you have a great amount of pride in this country, which now means you're a white nationalist, you're a racist. I mean, what the hell is going on where you can't be proud of this country and just celebrate the past without being called a racist? Well, yeah, I think the news always looks for how far to the left can we go and how far to the right we go. But right. I think there's more of us in the middle. You know, we love our country, love our president. We love the American way of life. And, and that doesn't make us like Confederate soldiers. For me, as a friend of yours, when I hear that you're losing bookings, I mean, you're a comic and whatever your political beliefs may be, that's personal. What you do on stage, you don't bring your personal life on stage. And when comedians who own comedy clubs are so deranged and they're so so full of this orange man is bad thing that they start <laughs> not booking you at clubs and taking food off your table, to me, that's a form of censorship and that's a form of racism. Oh, good. that's a very good point. But, you know, the one thing that, that kept me from being too upset about losing, uh, uh, and you and I both know, a good Vegas gig was the fact that I replaced that gig with a higher paying uh, gig. So. And it worked out for me, but that's not the point. The point is, yeah. it's, it's not the first time that's happened. Suppose the higher paying gig didn't come along. I mean, look at what it's done to guys like Scott Baio. I mean, look at what it's done to anyone who supported this president. I mean, they've pretty much been blacklisted from whatever their profession has been. Oh, I don't know if you heard today, Mario Lopez. I heard that. Was on Candace Owens' show, and now he is he is under attack, and people are calling for him to lose his job. Because, and, and you know, because he said that kids three years old shouldn't be allowed to pick their, their sex gender. What happened to having an opinion, though? If that's his opinion, he's not saying everyone. That's his opinion. That's how I just don't understand. He's not hurting anyone with that opinion, is he? Well, it's we have become totally 1984, just like the novel. It's time for Bob Zaney in this week's Zaney Report. (laughs) 
It's now time for the Zany Report, brought to you by BobZany.com. In Boston, archaeologists will do a historic excavation of Chinatown. Experts warn if they go too far, they'll actually end up in China. In Albuquerque, New Mexico, the museum is displaying letters written by the outlaw Billy the Kid. Officials are questioning our authenticity because one says, I hope Robert Redford plays me in the movies. And finally, a fun fact you should know, it's a federal crime to send a scab through the mail, especially if that's the one who took your job during a strike. There you have it. I'm on the Twitter at Bob Zaney, Zaney Bob on the Instagram. Until next time, bay, bay. And welcome back to the 5-Minute Talk Show. I want to get your thoughts on the debate, too. When they're pressed with the question... It's just to me, it's crazy that people just don't use their common sense when people don't answer a question directly. They go into a, a song and dance. Yeah, that double speak. I, my, my favorite was um, Liawatha. Uh, what's her name? Um, oh, Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren, <laughs> the fake Indian. Well, they kept asking her, you know, she's talking about Medicare for all. And they're like, well, how much will it cost? Right. And she'd go into, well, it's it's the numbers in the end that, that saves the family number. She wouldn't answer like questions straight out. What's it going to cost taxpayers? No, it, I had the same experience when I was buying a used car. I mean, that's exactly <laughs> what it's like. It, how much is the car? Well, it has great air condition. It has uh, five-speed manual tra- How much does it cost? And that's the thing. And what I want to know from you, when you started in the comedy business, it was a yeah. different time. When you were growing up, who were the guys that influenced your comedy, who you enjoyed watching? Um, I was big on, I loved Jonathan Winters, George, Car- George Carlin, of course, but I-, I was a big fan of anybody that they called the second banana at that time. It was anybody that was like working Vegas, like Buddy Hackett and, right. and uh, those kind of guys, you know, Paul, uh, not, not to say Paulie Shore, but uh, 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 <laughs> his dad, Sammy, his dad. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That kind of you'd see him on the you'd see him on t- t- the Tonight Show. They were always opening for Sinatra or Dean Martin or that kind of stuff. Comedians on late night TV are almost non-existent. I mean, they don't exist. Do you think that's hurt or helped comedy or just given guys a, a different way of trying to showcase themselves? I think it's been a weird combination of some. I think it's hurt comedy. I mean, it's hurt real comedy, but it's it's kind of helped the business be- because. You know, everybody wants to see the guy slam Trump for apparently some reason. You know, all the, right. the younger hipsters. Now, it's hurt the business, I think, because older people are staying away from comedy clubs. Um, that's one of the things when I went out on tour early this year with the Deplorables tour, we were selling out rooms because it was people that were missing out on comedy. They even told us, that, you know, we're so happy we got a chance to see comedy again, but we're just not paying to have somebody bash trump and the right yeah it, it's crazy to me the the one thing in comedy and i mean carlin was probably the most brilliant at it i mean he got both sides and he made everyone just seem like they were dumb chasing the carrot and, and that's what kind of made us love him so much and that's why i think we miss him right now carlin i think would be able to break down things in a way that would spell out for people hey look this person's full of shit Okay, if you don't see through that. And that was the great thing, having Robin Williams, having those guys, because they represented both sides. It wasn't just you make fun of everything. If you make fun of everything that, you know, then you're the equal opportunity offender and everybody gets a full story. It's kind of like I've been doing. I don't know. You know, my character, the video guy that I do, you know, liberal Larry. 
Right. Uh, and liberal Larry has now kind of like today's video is sort of it, it's growing fast. But I didn't think about how I think that Mary Marianne Williamson is going to be the the greatest candidate because she's all about love and crystals and love love wins every time. And I think that kind of character that I'm doing walks the the middle where people that know I'm making fun love it, and the ones that don't think yes, he's right. You know, so. <laughs> It's it's a fun it's a fun thing to do. But this video that I just put out this morning was about, you know, I was hitting the bong and I realized that Mary Ann's name is a is a it's a sign. Mary Ann, Mary Jane is code for marijuana, marijuana. She's she's it. She's been sent down to save us all. Now, if people want to check out Liberal Larry, we know how to get the Remasculate podcast. How can they check out Liberal Larry on social media? Liberal Larry is uh, has his own account on Twitter, which is just blowing blowing up seriously. And if they follow my YouTube channel, then they get all of the Liberal Larry and Tucker Trucker and Conspiracy Theory Carl, which is is another one of my new favorite guys. That I wear a tinfoil hat and come up with uh, conspiracy theories. <laughs> Speaking of conspiracy theories, what do you think is going on with this whole UFO business? Have you been following this? They're declassifying a bunch of stuff. Some guys are saying there's an underwater alien lair off the coast of California. Have you have you been up on any of this? Yes, I've been trying to follow that in and it, this is for real. I know you were talking a comedy, but this is for real. You know, they one of the senators uh, just recently had I saw on TV talking about a lot of new technology in our airplanes have spotted, been able to spot faster moving UFOs. And so that they're, they're actually seriously looking into more of what's been going on. And I think that's what's made everybody going, hey, we got to rush Area 51. We want the truth. It's it's really scary times. That's why I'm saying with all these politicians saying all this stuff and all these other distractions, there's real stuff going on. So real stuff that I'm interested in. So enough with all this Russia hoax. I want to know about the alien stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Forget aliens. I want to know, is, is Spock really going to happen? <laughs> Now, Steve, your CD, the last one, I mean, uh-huh. what was that, about 10 years ago? When are we yeah, going to get I'll, something new? Yeah, well, I'm working on it right now. I've been talking to 800-pound gorilla. Um, I just, they, they want to put out an album, and uh, I just recorded several shows, and it's in the editing process right now. And uh, so definitely there, there's a new album coming. I can't decide on the name. It's either going to be... Um, Think outside the box, and then I'm gonna have a, a picture of a cat using a toilet. That that's one of my, it, or it's gonna be called toxic masculinity, and it's gonna be a picture of me holding a, a teacup poodle. So we haven't decided on on the name or the title yet, but there's a new album coming. I'm telling you, liberal Larry, I think it's time to be on the cover of an album. I I think so. Larry is needs his own show. Larry is a, is a sitcom waiting to happen. Well, I think maybe Steve and Larry need to be on the album cover together. I don't know how you would do it, but with the technology <laughs> today, we got to make that happen. And you could throw we in the too, because I know Janet loves that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, my, wa- my wife absolutely hates, hates liberal Larry. She told me, she goes, I can't watch the videos. I hate seeing my man 
effeminated like that. Well, I think it's just because you're you wear very very skimpy clothing. And That's I think true. She just wants that all to herself. If people <laughs> want to check out the Wrinkled Sheets podcast or any of the stuff, what do they do? SteveMcGrew.com? Yeah, they well that they can. That that website is not up to date as it should be. No, I it's al- not. I always tell everybody just Google Steve Mudflat McGrew and everything will come up. Perfect. Well, we we hope to death that you don't get any more death threats or liberals pounding down your door because you know it's just a shame and we got to get the guy here in vegas to reconsider booking you because i know you got another gig but that was a sweet place to watch steve mcgrew do some comedy yeah i and you know what it's really i i love that club i love that hotel and i love the club owner we've been friends for so many years i you know i that's one thing bad about this trump thing is it's it's making people lose friends and that's horrible it really is. I mean, debate used to be healthy. It used to be fun. Heck, I used to remember watching Saturday Night Live and actually laughing when they were making fun of both sides. Can you imagine if there was some really good writing, take politics out of it, and just do a sketch on last night's debate? I mean, there's gold there, Steve. Oh, yeah. It's just well, a shame. I'll let you in on a little bit of hint. This, uh, there is actually talk, and, and seriously talk, of a possible... Uh, conservative version of a Saturday Night Live, like a, a skit show. I've I've had conversations with a couple of writers and a producer, and if nothing else, they'd like to make it an internet web series. So that's it's a possibility. Sign me up. Will do. <laughs> Steve McGrew, as always, a pleasure. Check out the Remasculate podcast, Wrinkled Sheets, Liberal Larry, all of it. If you go to oh wait, before we say that. Yeah. Twitter. Do you have an account anymore? Or did they ban you? Which one? Twitter. Oh, Twitter banned. I had 113,000 people. 113,000. They banned my uh, at Steve McGrew Twitter account. Banned it completely. <sighs> and so I have started over with a new new account. And uh, they they can find me. I'm at, at G-R-E-W-T-H-E. It's like Grew V. That's the only thing I could get. And I'm I'm back online. But, man, Twitter is blocking me like crazy. I even have people tell me, I, like, they click the like and the heart doesn't stay lit up. So Twitter is messing with people. Twitter's, Twitter's messing with everybody. I tried to do uh, a couple different tweets, and my phone just started going batty. So I know there's some crazy stuff going on right now. The whole Twitter app won't work on my phone at times. So, ah. Eh. Whatever it is, it is. The truth always comes out in the end, and it just feels like there's a storm coming, Steve. Thank you so much for the time. Well, thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. Let's do it again sometime. You've been listening to the 5-Minute Talk Show. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and keep listening at 5MinuteTalkShow.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.